it is a truth universally I acknowledged. I have noticed my growing resemblance Ooh, that is to a gold. daffodil. Does not glitter. How I would die. Not all. Though I had reason enough in the last few if you want to rebel, rebel from exist, inside the system. But because they tell us that dragons. I'm your host, Vicky, from Miss Vicky's Bookcase. Let's begin our story together. Welcome to Miss Vicky's Bookcase. I hope you're having a happy summer so far. I want to say I'm having a happy day, but I've just spent the last five minutes talking for my podcast, press pause, and it wasn't there. Didn't record properly. So. This is basically the third time that I'm doing this and hopefully the last time of doing this because I think I'm sick of doing the introduction now. But we'll do the introduction again for the third time and that is uh, the subject of our review today. And of course the title tells you that it is a book called The Funny Thing About Norman Foreman by Julieta Henderson. And I actually got asked by a friend to review this book because they had read it and they wanted to know my opinion about it. So this podcast is my opinion. I mean, also I'm going to tell them verbally anyway, but I thought people would be interested in this because it's a little bit different to a lot of the other books I've been given recent reviews of. I've also realised I've done a huge amount of sci-fi fantasy. So this is going to be a little bit different because this is on the genre of humour. I know, it's a weird genre and I have to say it's a really, really difficult genre to write for because humour is very subjective. Or is it objective? No, I'm fairly sure it's subjective. And a lot of things that I know other people find funny, i.e. friends, as in not my friends but in the TV programme friends, loads of people are laughing and finding it funny. I'm like, are we... Are we looking at the same thing? Because I don't find that funny. I don't find that funny at all. So I'm a difficult person to humour for humour, so to speak. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to get on with it because time is ticking on. And we'll start off with a quick trigger warning. I mean, not for my podcast, but for the book itself. And that is, it does have death and grieving in this. Um, It is mentioned quite a lot and... If you are someone who is grieving and find yourself overly sensitive to that, just be aware of the fact that this is about a family who is grieving for another boy. So there is that. Now, having said that, let's move on to the bio of the author because I think this actually has a a greater impact on the writing than you would expect. And the author, Julieta Henderson, basically grew up in North Queensland and developed her passion for the written word, producing magazines for school friends and neighbours with her sister. She worked her way through jobs as diverse as a bicycle tour guide in Tuscany, nanny in the Italian Alps and breakfast waitress in the wilds of Scotland. Like many Australians, her love affair with Europe began when she came to London and stayed for more than a decade. I think it's also worth noting that she is a TV screenwriter. I believe she wrote scripts for the Gavin and Stacey show. Having never watched the Gavin and Stacey show, I have no idea what it's like. I don't know whether the humour would work in that, as I believe it is humorous. So if you like the Gavin and Stacey show, you're more than likely going to really enjoy the funny thing about Norman Foreman. So... The book basically is all about 12-year-old Norman Foreman and his best friend Jax. And they form a legendary comic duo. Well, a legendary comic duo in waiting because they're 12. With a plan to take their act all the way to the Edinburgh Fringe. 
But when Jax dies, Norma decides the only fitting tribute is to perform at the festival himself. The problem is, Norman's not the funny one, Jax was. There's also another far more colossal objective on Norman's new plan that his single mom Sadie wasn't ready for. He wants to find the father he's never known. Determined to put a smile back on her boy's face, Sadie resolves to face up to her own messy past, get Norman to the fringe and help track down a man whose identity is a mystery even to her. Ooh. This, yeah, that summary basically covers it. Mostly. I mean, it's a little bit confusing because they're talking about Jax in the summary and, okay, this is going to spoil it, but it is in the first chapter. Jax is already dead. So... It's weird the way they mention it, but on the other hand, I can see what they mean in it because Jax is a central character, even though he's actually not physically in it. This kind of... The problem is, I'm just hesitating a little, I actually don't like Jax, really, in this book. I mean, I felt bad because, of course, he died by accident. He had an asthma attack during the night, couldn't get to his inhaler and died. And that, of course, is horrible. And... I think that if I had read about him in the book, other than the hints and the little memories that Norman and Sadie have, I don't think I would have liked him because I didn't like his personality. I didn't like the fact that he was just such a troublemaker and I didn't really find him funny. And I think that's also an issue really. But I did like the way that we had glimpses of him throughout the book and that made him very palatable, very, very palatable. But this kind of leads us really to the fact that I actually did like Norman. And he was very persistent in a really gentle way in what he wanted to do. And I really liked the way he handled his mother and all the other adults. He was he reminds me of a couple of kids I knew when I was younger. And it's really nice to have a gentle character. And the fact that he felt brave enough to want to do the fringe without Jax really speaks of his courage. And I have to say that is one of my favourite characteristics of any character that's written. It's people who have courage to do it in the face of their fear. And Norman definitely had this because he was like shaking in his boots quite a lot all the way through the story. Now, there is the other main character, I mean, we do have Jax as a main character in some ways, but as an alive character, we have Sadie. And it's not that I dislike Sadie, I just found her a little too depreciating or rather self-depreciating. And it felt like she was just woeing, woe is me all the time. And I felt like she should stop doing the woe is me situation and actually just do something about it. But she doesn't. She's just like, ah, oh, I could do something, but I'm going to coast. And that was really annoying, really. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do it as well. And I think everybody does it. But I don't really want to read a character that does that. I just found that just like, come on, just do something. Don't just sit around not knowing things. Just do it. The other person I wanted to mention, and I liked him the best, was Leonard. He was this old guy who basically was retired, he was a former army officer, and entertained me so much because he always had a course that he'd been on, and he'd taken it on everything, and I mean everything. So he's done everything from flower arranging to cake decorating, and I really liked that because... 
he just shows the world that just because you're old doesn't mean that you one stop learning and two you know this excuse that I hear a lot I mean seriously a lot that I can't do it I'm too old well he actually just proves the contrary that you're only saying it as an excuse because you can do things you just have to try it so I really like that and I really like the way that that shined throughout the whole book as they're kind of like co-conspirator with Sadie trying to get uh, Norman into doing the things. And really it's it's interesting because basically uh, they live in Penzance and they're going to go on this road trip when they, they talk about it a little bit at the beginning of the book and they're going to go on a road trip because Sadie has no clue who Norman's father is think Mamma Mia and that's basically the premise really except for without the music and the singing because you can't do that in a book really and they go to these different places in this book and they'll of course end up in Edinburgh Scotland for the fringe and I mean the characters weren't bad and I still can remember them so that's kudos to Juliet Anderson because the last book I read before this I don't really remember the side characters at all but I do remember Big Al and the four potential fathers one of which was a jerk didn't want to know but I could understand because you know he's got a family and you do see Sadie sort herself out a little bit well a little bit more than she was at the beginning of the book which is great and you see character progression throughout the book which also is great and the great thing is as well, I feel like I'm saying a lot of greats by the way, but it was genuinely great from that perspective. I mean, it was nicely written, it wasn't too flowery, and it does show them coming to terms with Jax's death, and I think that was very well done. It's a very gentle approach to it all, I really liked it from that perspective. I mean, it's supposed to be a laugh out funny book, and the way it's written just to me isn't funny i didn't really do more than crack i think one smile and that was near the end and i know that it can be funny because if you can imagine i will spoil it a little bit but i won't say which part of the book this happens but one of the places they go to they've got a got talent uh contest going on and so norman enters this contest and it begins with I think Frank Sinatra. So the first Frank Sinatra goes on and he's terrible and he does his bit and then the second Frank Sinatra goes on and actually he's not bad at all and he's quite confident but what then happens is the other bad Frank Sinatra starts booing him off stage because he's still got the microphone in his hand. That means the second Frank Sinatra doesn't, he loses confidence and like it, he has a fail. Then of course Norman goes up so Norman starts his routine and he's not quite sure how he's doing it yet but he gets drowned out by the two Frank Sonatas who end up in a fight and it is ridiculous and it's very silly and the, I'm thinking about it now and it is quite funny but when I read it I just wasn't laughing so so as I said this is why I find humour in books really difficult because something that I'm finding hilariously funny possibly isn't meant to be funny is supposed to be funny in this book but I'm not really finding it funny, so that gives you a good example. I will say that the plot was a little bit odd because basically 
he does meet several people and he gets to a situation near the end of the book where he needs to have a responsible adult and he panics and he calls these people and he's only just met them and they basically drop everything and get to him. And I'm like, would you really do that though? I mean, yeah, he's a 12-year-old boy and he's in a situation, but I'm like, wouldn't you be like calling the police, trying to get hold of his mom? you wouldn't just randomly turn up. I think that was my issue mostly with it. It's just, that was just like, uh, that's a bit weird. Otherwise, it wasn't that bad from that perspective. The logic of it in general was fine and there was no glaring big holes, which is great because sometimes it's a big hole that just really annoys. I mean, I did keep, I'm pausing a lot because I'm like, I did read it and I did keep going through it and it's not like I hated the book, but I hate to say it, I think it's just, I think it's just me that just didn't find it funny. I mean, I seriously do recommend you having a read. And if this was made into a TV show, then this would totally be a really good TV show or a film because I can totally see how that would come from. I think that would be more of a visual thing and would work so much better. And this is why I was saying earlier that the author's bio and knowing the background of the author has a real big impact because I know she's written for the Gavin and Stacey show and that shows in her writing here because about almost like a TV script almost, not where it has directions and stuff, but it felt more like it, it was written for direct filming or TV show. I can see how that would all work. It's done very, very well for TV. It takes very little adaption to make it into a TV show. I think that's for me again, where it downfalls a little because it is humorous, but I'm not finding it funny. <laughs> And because of that, to me, it just doesn't work. And I don't mind it if it was a TV show because I think, yeah, that would work really well. I feel like I'm rumbling a bit with it, but it does entertain. And for me, most definitely, this felt like a palate cleanser. I'd had several books last month that I actually started and didn't finish. I really struggled with my reading last month. It was a very bad month. And this... This actually, this was good from that perspective because I read it all through, it cleansed my palette, I felt like I was refreshed and I'm glad of that because it is a feel-good book. I will say that although it does deal with grief, it is a feel-good book and I would definitely recommend it if you want something that's fairly light-heartish and is humorous even though I know I just said several times I don't find it funny, I kind of didn't but I do at the same time. But if you can imagine a book that is a cross between Mamma Mia, Frank Cottrell Boyce's Billionaire and Wonder, then you kind of get the picture as to what it's kind of like. And it is about self-discovery and seeing yourself as who you are. And the fact that we see Norman coming into his own, which I again really love. I think it did that so very well. The downside is when I did it for uh, my rating it did actually get a 3.5 and I'd say it is between a 3.5 and a 4 depending on my mood. Currently it's still sitting a little bit more towards the 3.5 stars out of 5 just in case you're wondering than anything else but that's mostly again because 
the humour just didn't touch me. But I'd still like to recommend it if that makes sense to you because your humour is going to be different to mine and this actually might touch on your humour way more than mine because mine definitely wasn't in there. So to finish off this review I thought I'd give you three words that I think do encompass the book and they are heartwarming, coming of age and mamma mia. Mamma mia mostly because you know she doesn't know who the father is from the four dads it just seems so mamma mia-ish anyway i hope you enjoyed hearing the review of the funny thing about norman foreman and i hope that's inspired you to find something funny to read especially if your mental health is suffering at the moment go and find something that you really enjoy that will uplift your spirits and hopefully very humorous if you want to let me know what your favourite humorous book is, jump over to Miss Vicky's bookcase and find my little Insta post on the funny thing about Norman Foreman and let me know what your funny book is there. So I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank Bye for now. Pearl of cities. People really are this like houses is not with vast rooms and tiny Libraries rooms. were full of ideas. Perhaps the most dangerous... She delighted in the smell of the ink, the ruffle of the paper. Had commented once that Neil had a gift for making someone by children is not a good children's story. Weak-minded, refused to be influenced by literature.